citizens of the verse today is january 12th 2951 and welcome to another episode of readcast we're a weekly star citizen podcast sponsored by the read organization i'm your host way too geeky and i'm joined by my co-host collector of rocks keeper of mineables Chekhov. say hello Chekhov. hello everybody and i thought you, you ran out of my intros i guess not i will never run out of Chekhov intros I'll just keep recycling some old ones, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yeah, people forget after a while. That's right. Well, you know, not everybody listens to all episodes either, so. Um, tonight, we are joined by a special guest. Um, some call him Hobbit Dad. We like to call him Aries Nightshade. Welcome to the show, Aries. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Kiki. Uh, so, um, as is tradition with all of our guests, um, you know, love to hear more about you and what your favorite thing to do in game is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I, I tend to be more of a, more of a combat player, uh, have in the past done a lot of PVP stuff, particularly in, uh, in Eve, but, uh, in, in star citizen i've been doing a lot of the bounty missions uh which has been a lot of fun especially now that they're fixing that uh since reputation has come in though seeing that progression has been great um and then also the other various combat stuff a little bit of fps stuff but mostly the space combat is is what i've been enjoying awesome now how long have you been playing the game uh, so playing Star Citizen, I was originally a backer in 2015, uh, played for maybe three or four months somewhat regularly back in 2015, and then basically took a hiatus until about two months ago, uh, and then came back in uh, with persistence and everything being a little better, the game being a little more stable. I uh, I started enjoying it again and uh, yeah. started listening to the podcast and found you guys. And so here I am. That's right. I was I was pretty sure you were another listener turned org member, but I I couldn't recall um, if that was the case or because, you know, we've had a lot of people join as of late. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you. Um, so, you know, what have you been up to this past week in the verse? Uh, so mostly been uh, been running bounty missions. Uh, just recently started the uh, the North Rock missions, um, but also I've been doing a lot of uh, just theory crafting and testing of different loadouts. So like grinding up uh, a bunch of credits and then buying the different kinds of weapons and and seeing how they work well in game. Uh, and that's it's been it's been a good time. That's great. Um, what about you, Chekhov? What have you been up to this past week? Well, funny that you ask. So I've been a little bit disturbed by the fact that the wipe is coming. So I've been doing, I guess we can either leave this for science or, uh, well, there's that. I'll talk about this one. Uh, so <laughs> I'll, uh, I've been taking my Nomad and Rock out because potentially that's uh, what I may have starting 3.13 to play with. It actually may be some, you know, an interesting uh, couple of few, few things that I found that may be interesting to new players. 
is that I wanted to prove to myself that it's a viable play if if we get a wipe or we have some new players out that the, their startership is a nomad and what are you going to do? You know, you have choice, you know, pick up an Aurora and run boring box missions or you can have a little bit more fun have you know having a nomad outfitting it for some bounty missions which it's has proven to be a pretty well-rounded ship when it comes to bounties but now they've also proven to be uh, a good ship to do rock mining on so i managed to successfully for days now to use a rock with nomad well i found the workaround uh, to to really mine and you know from a time investment perspective it's been working out very well a lot better than mining and refining i can tell you that so that's kind of what i've been up to wow uh, i mean back to the rock huh <laughs> back, back um, to the rock. i have been i actually haven't been playing much the past uh week i don't know what it is these content droughts make it hard but it's also just been a weird couple of a weird few days for me so i'm like a little bit uh i've been a little um disengaged i haven't been sleeping as much so it's been tough to um like really ramp up playing because my eyes are you know feel like they're gonna melt out of my head after a day's work so um but I'm in the game tonight. And right now I'm actually cargo hauling. Well, I'm trying to see. Last time I tried cargo hauling, I could only get six um, SCU of Laranite. So yeah. I may be in the same boat again tonight. It's uh, an anomaly. You can't get enough. When the ones you get anywhere to sell it, you can't even sell anything. So, uh, yeah, the, that whole uh, game loop became really horrible. Yeah, the market as of uh, as of the original release of three twelve, or sometime shortly thereafter, uh, the markets have just been an absolute wreck. I actually have been having major issues restocking missiles on my on my ships because the you know it'll only let you buy one at a time, so it'll only reload one one missile. My uh, my normal ship, I should have about eight. And I ended up in a couple of missions where I, I was surprised because I only had two missiles with me, which is uh, a little bit of a bad surprise. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's it's definitely I'm I'm sure did, if, I, if I'm not mistaken in 313 and they may even fix this beforehand. But if I'm not mistaken, they actually have a commodity rebalance in 313, don't they? I think it was mentioned. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's there's a, a look at uh, what was it called? I think it's uh, recipes. Is what they use the use uh, as the term? So yeah. I we'll, see. well, I guess we can look at the roadmap one more time. Yeah. But um, you know, again, that's why uh, so far, as I said, the the rock play has been very very stable. Dolomite and Hadonite. I had a a run, literally, my time investment was about 30, 40 minutes. I pulled in 100K. So oh, that nice. loop definitely still works. That's good. I, You know what? I haven't rock mined in a while, so maybe I'll give that a shot next time I play. Um, 
yeah, right now I can get three SEU of Laranite. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> How much titanium? 106. That's not even close to uh, a full Carrick. There's no yeah. point in even bothering. There, there really isn't. That game loop is totally broken. Yeah, that's, that's no bueno. Um, now, uh, you know, not much has been going on in the verse these days because uh, CIG just got back last week, and as you as any veteran knows at this point, January is the quiet zone. Um, so on the plus side, next week um, they'll be back with ISC and uh, Star Citizen Live. Um, so it's not that bad. You know, I, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but one year it seemed like it took forever for the content to come back out. And it, I think they were reformatting the shows because um, Inside Star Citizen used to be called um, um, Around the Verse, and they did it like a talk show sort of, and they'd have different segments similar to what it is now, except it was hosted by Chris Roberts and Sandy Gardner. And uh, they reformatted that, I think, because they one Sandy, in case no one's noticed, has been sort of out of the limelight lately. And I think it's because there's been some negative feedback around um, her from some backers. I don't know why she seems like a perfectly nice person who's doing her job. But um, and then I think Chris actually is besides running the the studios i think he actually codes <laughs> so um you know it makes sense that they moved it over to jared um but we did have um a a patch that went live so cig they got back to work we have 3.12 b uh patch which was live um you know there's still some known issues like selling commodities uh from personal inventory um the uh, the shopkeepers of Live Fire and Garrity are still standing kind of far away, um, and then you know there's still the arrest issue with utility slots as well as the CRU series stations um, are missing some external elevators. So crew L1 and crew L5. Yeah, uh, but the they did fix. Yeah, oh, trade, well, I was going to say trade terminals above, which is very annoying. You you sell, you know, one one or two minerals uh, or mineables, uh, well, I should say commodities, and then it kind of blank, blanks out. You have to move to another. Oh, uh, that drives me crazy. Yeah. I hate that bug. It's very annoying um, because you don't really know did did I sell it? Did I not sell it? So you kind of yeah. back check. Um, yeah. Yep. And so. there's no journal of your transactions as of right now. So, you know, no luck figuring it out. Um, but they did fix some major bug uh, bugs. Uh, one is the bounty assessment missions now um, let players progress after character reset. So no one, no um, stuck in limbo with bounty missions after resetting your character. Um, after exiting quantum, the quantum travel HUD on ships should no longer get stuck displaying during cooldown. That's a huge huge fix for me, me at least. Like that was really frustrating at times that you just, 
couldn't do anything until the cooldown was completely done. Yeah, yeah, it was really annoying. Um, just in time for the Daymar rally, ground vehicles uh, should no longer take intermittent damage while traveling across the surface of low gravity moons. Hmm. So snaps for that. Um, players should be able to use consumables with the mole using inner thought. Um, players should no longer gain a crime stat after completing bounty missions. I never encountered that, so I wouldn't know. I, um, I actually I did. did it. It was it, it was really bad if you like shared a bounty mission with someone else oh. and you were doing it together in the same ship. Uh, I went out with one of the other org mates uh, in a two person ship, and I ended up getting a crime stat. Uh, it was his mission. I ended up getting the killing blow on the bounty and then ended up with a crime stat. Ended up in prison, actually, which is oh, interesting. pretty messed up. Yeah, same. So, same I'm happy here. to hear that. Happy to hear that's fixed. Same, yeah. Same problem I had with MG. I don't know yeah. what, what happened. Um, they did fix the issue causing ships to despawn after a player disembarks. Hallelujah. And uh, we should no longer be getting the mission title prompt with no actual detail pop up in our notifications. They also fixed seven client crashes and two server crashes. So um, some good fixes. Uh, one of the things that I think, um, you know, is exciting is uh, Zylo mentioned, I, I believe it was Zylo, um, unless it was Jared. I'm pretty sure it was I mentioned that they are prepping to finish uh, working out the kinks with the Xeno threat content. So, you know, I anticipate that'll be sometime soon. And who knows, you know, we haven't gotten a, a 312.1 patch yet either that might come with that. And, you know, we, we did have rumored new ship that was be supposed to be coming out. Maybe that will be the time that it does. Um, but exciting stuff. Uh, you know, Aries, are you excited for a Xeno threat as someone who's really into combat? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I've done the Idris mission, uh, for the, didn't um, you get the killing blow on the Idris when we were playing that I, time? I did one time. Yeah. Which yeah. was, Oh my God. The explosion sequence on the Idris is just, mm -hmm. it's pretty epic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've I've done that mission a few times now. Uh, I'm actually working on the Northrock bounty missions uh, right now, just uh, so that I could potentially get that myself uh, and maybe run it again um, with the org, hopefully. Uh, but I am really looking forward to having some of those larger encounters available, getting hopefully like a lot of people on a server together and uh, and engaging those those yeah. fleets and and seeing what like a, a large fleet combat like that looks like in the game because it's uh e even the smaller stuff when there's a bunch of players out there playing together we had one night i think where there were maybe 15 or 20 of us that all went after the address together uh there were a bunch of uh, read members and then they opened it up to the server in general and we got a bunch more uh, and it was it was quite a thing uh, having all of those players in one spot all yeah. trying to take on the address so yeah definitely yeah. and I thought I mean the only downside um, 
The only downside I would say is that the um, the ability to communicate with people who aren't in your org um, remains tough because not yeah. everybody uses in game comms and you know it's not quite perfect yet. Um, so for I'm sure. excited for the day that in game comms works smoothly yeah. because. You actually called me in game. That was really cool. I did. I called Chekhov today because he wasn't in our Discord, and I called him in game, and he picked up. And could you hear me, Chekhov, when I called? Yeah, yeah. No, I I heard you, but my, um, you know, I I wasn't on. I was just uh, uh, my mic wasn't on. I heard you, but you couldn't hear me. Oh, no, yeah. but it worked, it worked very well. You know, your your picture came up. I saw your mouth move. Actually, it was really cool. Oh, my mouth was moving. I think so. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Maybe, maybe it was just like because I don't have, um, you know, a camera. I mean, I do, but it because I use Shadow, it doesn't recognize it uh, as that the built-in camera on my laptop. It doesn't recognize it as a separate piece of hardware, so I can't use FoIP. So I wonder if that means if you're using in-game comms that your player's mouth will move if you're talking, even if it's not doing FoIP. I Maybe I didn't know that. That sounds like some science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To be done. We'll have to test that for sure. Indeed. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I I have to say I'm excited for the the um Xenothreat stuff. I'm excited. I'm actually also really curious. By the way, check off. I think we're thirty king. Oh, are we? Are we on the same server? Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, because I couldn't get any food, and uh, yeah. Um, ooh, sorry, it's just bugging out on me. All of a sudden, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm actually curious to see. You know, they said that with every major patch now, there's going to be a, a big content sort of focus, and you know, almost like it's a DLC or something. I'm curious what they're going to do in the future. You know, the Ceno threat stuff should be real. Yep. I just left my ship. Ceno um, threat stuff should be really interesting. Um, there should be some other really interesting content. Now, Ares um, had prompted me um, when he asked if he could be on this episode with saying he'd love to sort of theory craft a little bit about. Um, ship loadouts and combat and the way that combat um, manifests in star citizen. Um, so, you know, I think that's a great topic while we're in the sort of content desert. I love, I love that topic because I am, that's like my next frontier. I mean, I've been kind of flirting with it, but uh, that's something that I really want to perfect and really understand so actually this is what i'm grinding for I, i'm about to buy a buccaneer so i'm like a hundred thousand away so i'm very excited to get that all equipped even though i had a lot of success doing bounties in the nomad <clears throat> which i uh, learned a little bit about loadouts but i'd love to hear your input aries because i'm sure. doing it a lot longer yeah Aries, so, why don't you why don't you kick it off yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I honestly, the the theory crafting and and like specific loadouts and min maxing things at this stage with it being an alpha, I think it's a little early for that kind of thing because the numbers just change so frequently. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I've been paying a lot of attention recently to kind of the the the, the background, uh, the basis of what they're trying to do in terms of the different things that are available. And also like you can tell from what they're creating in terms of components, uh, the kinds of skills that are, that can be rewarded uh, by by being better at it. I think they said right from the get-go that they wanted combat to be a, a skill-based um, uh, thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, one one ship against another ship, uh, if even if one one person is flying uh, say a saver or something and the and the other person is flying say a nomad if the nomad is a is a vastly superior pilot he should still be able to come out on top and i'm um, seeing the threads of how they're trying to accomplish that in some of the component design particularly in the in the guns the weapons and the missiles too um but but a lot in the in the guns Particularly, um, so I know, you know, you've seen how they have the scatter guns, repeaters, mm-hmm. cannons. Uh, the cannons obviously are a little longer range. Scatter guns are really short range and the repeaters are kind of in the middle, uh, higher fire rate, all of that. That that stuff, I think, is pretty self-explanatory to people. But the stuff that's kind of buried is that, so in laser repeaters, for example, in size three, there's three options. Uh, and if you're looking at just this, the pure DPS numbers, it looks like the attrition is clearly the best. Um, but the, there are downfalls to the attritions in that uh, they have fall off, meaning that the, the damage is reduced the further away your target is. Um, and so you you, uh, you have to be able to maintain a fairly short range in order to get all of that DPS. If you're further out in the range, then your DPS falls off, and it's probably not going to be as good as one of one of the other ones. Um, so the the CF series laser repeaters, which look like they have the worst DPS, uh, they do their full damage potential all the way out through their entire range. Um, which so that balance means that if you're good at piloting and you can maintain a consistent orbit of your target uh, then the attritions are going to be far better like you know 50% more DPS but if uh, if you don't have as good a control as far as piloting um, then it's uh, yeah then you get you'll probably have better performance out of the, out of the CF series. Um, so if all of that makes kind of yeah, sense. See, it, it, you bring up a really good point. See, I always said that, see, I, I was, as I'm trying to load out the ships, I'm watching a lot of YouTube videos. And one, one thing that I really don't find any recommendations <laughs> on is, uh, you know, breakdown between sort of, you know, your, you know, the, the newbies versus intermediate, pilots versus advanced, right? And I think you bring up a really good point. Not, uh, you know, if you're going to get a great weapon out there, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to make you the best fighter pilot out there. And and somebody told me, because I asked that question very early on, 
just tell me the best ship I can get and the best weapons. And the answer that I kept on getting, it depends. And I didn't understand it in the beginning, but I do clearly understand it now. But it's not really a question that anybody answered for me. It's just they, they really kind of made me think. But I wish there would be like a really good, like a YouTube review of actually, okay, well, you're a new pilot and you want to do some bounties, you know, PVE versus PVP. Here's what you need. Yeah. 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 So, so to kind of, so to take it in that direction, um, if you're a new pilot, uh, let's play you, let's say you haven't played a lot of space sims before and you know that you're not uh, an expert combat pilot by any means. Um, going with gimbaled weapons is going to help you quite a bit uh, because you have that auto aiming. Um, and then in addition to running gimbaled weapons, uh, you can also run like the CF series repeaters uh, that are going to do full damage as long as you're within their range. Um, and that's going to end up giving you probably a lot quicker time to kill than if you ran, say, let, uh, let's say the attrition's. Um, because with those, you can you can be too far away, and then they won't do near enough damage to bring your target down. Um, so, yeah, it really is a, you know, it's not just like once you get good at piloting, switch to fixed weapons. You can, there's a balance there. You could switch to fixed weapons, but still be on the CF uh, repeaters so that you you're doing more consistent damage. Uh, if you're not able to like maintain distance and it's also really dependent on what kind of ship you're flying. If you're flying in something that's not as nimble, uh, not like a light fighter, um, because a, a light fighter is going to be able to dictate range far better because it's fast and it, it has a, a high uh, degrees per, per second rotational speed for like pitch and yaw. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas a, a heavier fighter, you're probably going to want um, either either gimbaled weapons or you know want something that's that's going to hit a little harder from a longer range. So maybe cannons is a better option there. Um, but you're not going to be able to consistently get so up close and personal with your targets all the time. And you, yeah. there's also the the question of if you're fighting. If you know you're going to go fight larger targets, uh, those scatter guns are a fantastic option. Um, yeah. But if you're if you're looking at a mix between like small, light, fast craft versus larger stuff, then yeah, those like repeaters tend to be good. Um, yeah, and then the question between ballistics and energy weapons, obviously for for grinding missions, energy weapons are at the moment at least vastly superior. Because the because of the no you no need for replacing the ammunition, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're going to go PvP, then obviously sure. going with ballistics is is helpful too. So, but. Well, and the other thing too, I mean, what what I think contributes to this in an interesting way is I, I guess twofold because one, um turrets are starting to be more competitive again. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to have everyone in their own separate ship to be effective anymore. Now, granted with the Idris mission, we're seeing more targets um, spread out is helpful, 
But then that also calls the, um, you know, that gives me the idea of like, you know, when you're trying to go into combat and you're doing it, say, as an org, you have to have a pretty well-balanced fleet. So it's not even just the individual ship balance at this point, but the fleet balance and then having strong communication and having people fly in at the right times and sequencing the attack properly so that you don't, you have minimal casualties. That's going to be a challenge. And then you look at things like capacitor gameplay that'll be coming in and the rest of the component system. And, you know, you're in for a really interesting um, scenario, especially I think one of the most interesting things is the the shield emitters being targetable and destroyable. Right. Definitely. Yeah. And honestly, distortion damage, while it's not completely integrated yet, uh, there are some distortion weapons that work properly and others that don't. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that the size five distortion scattergun uh, will completely shut a ship down, uh, which is a very useful thing. And they just absolutely eat through shields. Um, mm-hmm. But some of the smaller weapons, those distortion weapons, while they definitely do a lot of shield damage, they're not doing that component damage yet just because they they haven't come in and, and gone, done a pass on those. So uh, are you say like a sucker punch size two and size three are useless then? They're certainly not useless. They will still bring the shields down quite a bit faster than comparable uh, laser weapons, but they don't do as far as I've seen from looking at it on YouTube. It doesn't look like they will shut down ship systems the way distortion damage is supposed to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So once the shields are down, they are useless. You have to have another... uh, another weapon to finish the job. Mm-hmm. Well, one other concept that I find a little challenging is sub-targeting. I haven't figured that one out. Uh, is uh, I don't even know, honestly, how to sub-target. I forgot the key binding, but it's it's pretty simple once you once you know the key binding. Uh, right. As someone who's not a big combat guy, but, I don't focus right. on it. But what actually happens? In other words... Like you see a target, right? So it gives it you the like pip it. for the component. Yeah. So oh. all it does is it moves where your pip is focused. The by default, the pip is just going to be centered on the center of the ship, uh, which will give you the highest likelihood of of hitting as long as you hit around where where the pip is. Um, but if you're using sub targeting, it will move what the pip is aiming at to that particular component. So if you hit right in the middle of the pip, you're going to be hitting that specific component. Um, And it does, it does work. I, I've, I have used it. I don't use it consistently in PVE, but I can certainly see uh, in PVP that being a very useful tactic. Yeah. Especially when you're shutting down somewhat like I, I see the biggest thing being hitting their engines. So, you know, you're changing their maneuverability, yeah, exactly. Actually, or knocking off a wing. Although I don't know if it targets any weapons or anything yet. Uh, well, I mean, it depends on the ship that you're shooting at. You can sub-target wings for sure. Uh, and some some ships, like the 300 series, for example, they will 
they will definitely lose, uh, you know, two thirds of their, of their weapons if you blow their wings off. Um, yeah. Which is, which is pretty crippling for sure. But I mean, at the moment when I've been using sub targeting, it's been to target the thrusters because you, you can get someone to be dead in the water by, uh, by knocking out their main thrusters. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you, where do you see what you're sub-targeting outside of the pit, the actual component? Does it give you like a hot display? The the readout right now is not not very useful. It's kind of uh, I'm trying. I don't even remember exactly what it is, but you can kind of think. see it move on. It's in the it's in the targeting display for your enemy. Uh, so, so it's a it's a visual thing, in other words. It, it is, yeah. Oh, okay. It, I think it once could they definitely move, be better. Yeah, yeah, when they move the radar to building blocks and they have mm-hmm. a more robust scanning and things like that, I think it'll be much better. Yeah, it would be nice if it showed up better in the like actual HUD that you're mostly focused on in combat, as opposed to being off in the than the sides but that's i would say pretty clearly further down the road in terms of gameplay balance and whatnot mm-hmm. yeah uh, now what um you know when it comes to combat what are you most excited about um coming up this year um so this year i think probably mostly the the dynamic events stuff yeah. uh, in in terms of combat i'm really hoping to see uh to see scanning fleshed out a bit more this year um i will say that in my past experience with uh being a pvp pilot um that situational awareness is everything when you're when you're talking about pvp being able to know more about your opponent's location and loadout and everything um the the more you can select tar- your target and know about what they're doing or know that you're somebody's about to get the drop on like your mining fleet mm-hmm. that you'll inbound because you're able to keep an eye on uh, oh i think somebody just went <laughs> robotic a little bit yeah robo aries uh-huh. can you hear us aries uh oh i think we may have may have lost our guest for a little while at least aries you there maybe he'll he'll return but in the meantime, I can tell you what I'm very much not excited about, if you like to hear that. While we what is it, Chekhov? It's the potential 313 wipe that seems to be likely and they're flirting with. And, uh, and I could tell you that I, you know, the more, the more I think about it is that, you know, uh, A, there's really no for it. Oh, I think we have Aries coming back. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yay. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. Chekhov was just entertaining us. 
Yeah, it's which okay. is wipe fears. Yeah. <laughs> it's fear of wiping. <laughs> yeah. A great fear of wiping. Well, I can talk about that after areas and stuff. Yeah, I don't want no, to we're good. I'm. Uh, I think I'm. That's that's most of what I think I wanted to say, to talk about. But I did. You have other. I didn't know if you had any further questions, but. No, I think I think um, I think that covers it for me. Check off. Why don't you Why don't you uh, continue oh, where you left off with, oh, where I with left the wipe? Off with the wipe. Yeah. So yeah, the I guess we 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 don't know if it's coming, but there's been a talk about three thirteen wipe, and uh, and the reason why you know uh, like many other people, well, there's two sides of the. Camp. Some, some, uh, you know, people say wipe is good and they don't mind it and they need it. I, I don't just don't see why you need a wipe. That's number one because you know you you want as many players out there using as many objects to really really sort of break break this thing as much as we can so they can go ahead and fix it. You know, if they're exploits, so so, so what you think about it? We're in alpha. You know, let people exploit, big deal. So they want to have, you know, uh, one billion AUC in their account in every single ship. That's that's fine. Let them have it. Uh, it's going to get ultimately wiped. But but wiping a game that has virtually no legit playing loops right now, maybe one or two, you know, you, you have a mining uh, loop that, uh, in, in my view, is actually now somewhat broken because they're experimenting with mining and refining. So I think they broke standalone mining as far as the earnings go. Uh, then, you know, and then you have box missions because the reason why I say I'm against it because box missions right now are a lot more uh, tedious, boring, and they don't pay as much as they used to pay when I used to run box missions when I started this game just with a simply running with Aurora. And I wouldn't mind if that would be the case. But last thing I would want to do, or any other new player entering the game right now with a complete wipe, just running boxes back and forth, and there is no cargo play. They eliminated that too. So for those reasons, I don't think a wipe is a very wise thing to do right now at the state the game is in. You know, I would let it alone, let it be, and you can always do that later, maybe after some improvement. In other words, you know, it should be like a give and take. Give us a little bit more before you take away. Well, the one thing I would say, and and hopefully this is more to put you at ease than anything, when they say wipe, I'm very certain, or fairly certain, I guess. Um, My goodness, my cat is like attacking my door um i'm very certain that when they say that they do not mean a wipe of the long long-term persistence ledger which holds your ships and your money what it i think it does wipe is components suits of armor you've bought in game um, weapons you've bought in game everything else that doesn't hit the the persistence ledger now I could be wrong. 
yeah, they so could potentially right. wipe things. But that's when they've used the term wipe before, it's either been in relationship to that or I mean, ever since they've had persistence in at least, um, it's either been in relationship to that or selective wiping of accounts that have been um, clearly, um, you know, using some sort of exploit. So I guess we'll see that it might be because one of the things that 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 they're going to be experimenting with, I think, at least in one of the coming patches is um having persistence within some of those hab areas or not habs but um some of the uh not landing zones but the like outposts so that you can i I guess it's sort of like a little mini persistence playground to experiment with um testing things to stay in one location and such so i guess we'll see what happens there yeah well listen even if it's just a component wipe you know especially for the players that bought an 890 uh, for, you know, and paid, you know, cash for it and then grind it to out, you know, outfit it, which is probably potentially half a million AUC and then, you know, lose that all. That's even worse than players that are buying ships in game and losing ships in game to me. So I'd say any kind of wipe is not a good wipe. Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to be happy about losing components that I had to go across Stanton to right. get. That's and that's kind of what I'm saying because it just uh, honestly, you know, if they do, you know, a complete wipe, uh, personally, I'm not sure if I want to grind uh, or or play the game the way it is. It's just going to be too boring for me. Plain simply said, you know. Now it was it wasn't when I started, which was about a year ago. Uh, because believe it or not, back then, you know, starting out was a little bit more fun, was a little bit more challenging than it would be right now with all the adjustments that they made. So mm-hmm. that just might take. But uh, in my preparation for white, though, I do have to also say that uh, with the no- Nomad can can give you, if that's the only ship that you have, all you have to do is pick up a rock and you could actually have a good uh, good time in the game. So that yeah, would... yeah. Well, I, let's I think hope it'll be. I think it'll be interesting to see. I, I obviously eventually there will be a wipe. Uh, I would. It would be nice if the long term persistence would continue uh, until we're at least hopefully to to four point Um when when we're fully implementing uh, iCache and, and server meshing, and I mean, preferably maybe they would they would keep it uh, until we're ready for like a beta launch or something. But uh, it, it it also would make sense if, from a development standpoint, uh, in order to implement iCache across the entire database, they they have to wipe or want to wipe uh, all the players uh, back to a starting point. Um, I I don't think it would upset me too terrible much, even though I at this point have, you know, purchased millions worth of components that I'm, you know, gonna end up potentially losing in that situation. And hopefully, if I can get there, you know, a couple of ships that I will have, you know, spent quite a bit of time earning. But um, I, like Chekhov said, I, I think if there was 
if there's more gameplay loops that will be entertaining and enjoyable to to grind back to to a, the point of being you know ha- having st- stuff again and and you know maybe trying it a little differently this time then i think that would be a better scenario uh, to wait until some of those gameplay loops are a little better fleshed out yeah yeah that makes sense i i mean i'm hopeful that it's it's a minimal wipe um and we'll see um who knows and they may even change their mind um just because um you know it's no guarantee that they will although they mentioned it i I will say if they're doing it, it's probably for a good reason because they have said that they don't want to. Um, and it always makes me think of some of the things that they introduce in game that sort of has secret tests that, you know, at first you're like, Oh, I didn't realize. And then really, you know, they're trying to preempt some testing. Like for instance, um, you know, the little nerf gun testing weapons that aren't, that are, um, usable within an armistice zone so you know that's non-lethal weapon testing right there um so uh we do uh, i guess we ha- have hit that time uh in the podcast for Chekhov. do you ha- do you venture a guess well it's, it's gotta be for science if it's that time It is time for science. I uh, discovered via MG that the for science music is way too loud. So Uh, uh, as you can tell, I faded it out really quickly um, because it's much louder than when we're talking. But for science is where we explore what we've done in the in the verse uh, in the past week to test the game, to test um, anything that we're curious about, knowing more about. Um, So, for example, um, our org right now is trying to track down some mysterious plant um, in the system. So that that's something that we're doing for science. Um, but uh, Aries, did you do anything in the name of science this past week? Uh, yeah, actually, I was out with Netsmage the other day. And uh, strictly for the sake of, of proving a point and, and trying to see whether or not things were working properly, we did. We both tried to bedlog out of his Carrick and managed to break both of our accounts in the process. So, oh, nice! That was, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was a that was a <laughs> mess, and uh, but I think it took him like two days to recover from from that. But uh, yeah, we were messing around with bedlogging. Interestingly, I did bedlog uh, in my three hundred series a couple of times on the pad just to see if that would work. And it has worked flawless for me like two or three times now. So it is, I don't know if it's ship dependent or, or what, but uh, it's certainly inconsistent. I don't think it's the ship so much as, cause I could bedlog in my Carrick just fine. And for the most part, no issues. Um, the, the biggest issue being every once in a while I wake up in the sun um, yeah. But besides that one, um, traditionally, I haven't had too many issues with bed logging. But uh, I think it probably has something to do with the fact that people bed logged together on a ship um, yeah. that is owned by one person. But mm-hmm. that's just me 
you know, that's entirely possible. Getting hyper hypothetical there because it could be something completely different. Um, what about you, Chekhov? What have yeah, you done? I, uh, looted. Well, uh, bad bad logging. I stopped doing that because character resets are not fun. So I'm not even trying to bad log anymore. But the uh, what I did do for science, I think I kind of touched on this before, and I uh, so the uh, no, Nomad and Rock don't play nice together, and I managed to figure out how they do. Uh, so then, and I've been doing it successfully for the past two or three days. So all you simply have to do is when you pick up a Nomad, you just do not close the back gate. You just leave the back gate open, and you have no issue. You have to back it in uh, nicely, and you can have a great time. As a matter of fact, uh, it's a great ship to mine in and carry rock around because it's small enough to land it anywhere. It's nimble. It scans well, and uh, you uh, you kind of get around quickly. And plus, it's it's not never an issue as long as you do not close the back gate. So that was my thing for science. And as far as time investment and earnings, it works out very well. Just uh, going out to Ariel or or any of the planets, uh, Ariel, Magda, Eta, and uh, just going for Dolomite and uh, Head and I don't pick. Just grab everything and you're going to be making some nice coin doing that. Okay. Now, I'm, That's I'm good. curious, Chekhov, do, have you had it fall out at all on you? No. Nope. Uh, the only time I had it, so I also experimented going into quantum with the rock, right? Open. And one time it, uh, it, it stuck. It kind of disappeared and reappeared. And then one time I lost it. Uh, when I'm going into quantum, but never ever has it fallen out. I even took bounties with the open gate and the rock in the back. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's solid. It, I, you can flip, go uh, upside down. It's not going anywhere. My hunch is that won't be a long-term viable thing once they make it a little bit more. Um... I don't know. It just seems like something that maybe they weren't intending the rock to fit, or maybe like um, it feels like the perfect size, but it's not quite, you know? Well, you, you know what it is? It's and, and it goes back to one of the videos uh, uh, that I watched that, that the CAG put out, is how challenging it is to construct the ship and the, and the ramps, specifically the ramps in the ship. And this is what's happening with the rock. They, they, they may, if you notice, Nomad, well, I fly a lot, so I did notice, they actually improved the ramp. It, 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 it closes much slower and in less of an angle. It was much steeper angle. So the challenge here oh. is that there is no room. There's not enough room uh, to, to hide that ramp. So it pushes up the vehicle up. And that's what happens. It squeezes it and makes it flip. It's just simply not, not enough room. So it's just a poor uh, design, if you ask me. They just need to tweak the design, and it would be a proper fit. 
Yeah. Either that or they could put like, you know, tie down ratchet straps in the game and make you put those on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I'm always like a, curious because like the Ursa has truck. those. Yeah, the Ursa has those like hooks on the top or like the loops for hooks. I always picture it being like dropped by a vehicle. Um, I myself did not do anything for science this past week because I haven't been really playing that much. Um, so that brings us to the Q&A section of the evening. Um, so first and foremost, I forgot last week to read one of MG's questions uh, from Discord. So um, sorry, MG, but we we have it this week. Uh, and it is for everyone. Uh, and mm. the question is, in which activities do you think the game needs to be balanced? And what would you do in order to balance them? So pretty broad question, uh, but what do you think, Aries? Oh man, well I, so I, I guess obviously my 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 leaning is that I I would like to see running bounties being a little bit closer to mining in terms of potential earnings. Uh, in in my experience, when you get up into the missions that are that are paying uh, the higher dollar, you either need um, a much larger group. Um, but I think finishing like some of those hammerhead missions and and whatnot are uh, it it's going to take you some time, and uh, and obviously there's a lot of risk there. But mm-hmm. yeah, being uh, having a similar being able to make similar kind of money. Uh, uh, to what you do mining, maybe not, certainly not the same, but, uh, but yeah, just kind of balancing that gameplay loop. I think, you know, they have expressed in the past that they, you know, want to have some control over like how many credits per hour a typical gameplay is, is going to make. Um, and they've clearly put some thought into that on, on the mining loop. Um, and they've fleshed that out quite a bit. And I think, you know, the, the, the combat missions side of that and honestly box missions, uh, as well are really kind of a horrible payout, uh, for the time that it takes to do them, uh, at this, at this point. So, yeah, well, I, I would say just to sort of, um, piggyback on what you've said, the the thing that I find interesting, or I guess the thing about bounty missions specifically, when I think of a bounty hunter, I think of more of a loner, less of a, a group activity. Um, you know, maybe eventually, occasionally, but it seems to me like the amount of... Um, missions that require multiple people in order to play um, is a little high right now for the bounty missions. Now, that being said, one thing that we don't have yet that isn't really even in the game is, um, you know, there's not actual bounty missions that take place on foot, you know, or tracking someone between uh, ground and um, in their ships. So yeah, and that long term is going to change. Yeah, and to add on to that, the if you're talking about the bounty hunter bounty hunter game loop, the 
the fact that every single bounty hunter mission in the game right now is, I guess, quote unquote, a cold, uh, cold bounty, meaning, you know, you don't have to bring someone in, capture them or anything like yeah. that. Adding, adding more in terms of like non-lethal, um, which I think could, could definitely couple into uh, like salvage gameplay, which I know a lot of people are really uh, excited for. But yeah. uh, but being able to like disable a ship, board it, capture its crew members, I think I'm really excited for that kind of gameplay uh, eventually. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll be I, both for people who want to take part in piracy, which is not something I'm interested in, um, but certainly for bounty missions, having to like disable the ship and then capture the pilot and bring him in alive, I think would be incredibly fun and is something i've never seen in a space game uh, yeah before so. i think of it as sort of like the opposite of that twitch pacheco mission where you're supposed to free the prisoners right like instead it's like board a ship and take prisoners <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean essentially arresting criminals you know obviously bounty is bounty hunting is intended to be lawful activity mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah what about you Chekhov? what needs to be balanced and how would you balance it well um i mean it's a it's kind of a, a interesting question i don't know uh, at this stage of the game there's a good answer for that because uh everything and nothing because the yeah. they they basically CAG every time they put out a patch or a new feature they purposely uh, unbalance the the you know one part of the uh, game mm -hmm. and then they put more emphasis on the other part so and, and that's artificially done so you know right now we we have reputation so bounties are paying out more you know back in the day when I started. The box missions were great. They were 12K each or even 15K each. And I would uh, the, chain them together and do a, do a box run for 60,000. So that was totally unbalanced, but maybe that was to attract new players. Who knows? Uh, you know, right now they, they totally broke the, the, the mining gameplay because they added refining. So what did they do? Instead of earning double on that loop, you they brought down the 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 reward for pure mining the by you know half they they reduced it by half so now to get the same uh, reward out of it you have to refine it that's why I'm back to rock mining and rock mining is good so again it's it's really hard to answer that question because it's all very artificial my my true answer as I always said you know what is that magic number earnings per hour that CAG is trying to achieve, but that really ties into, uh, you know, this whole schedule of how long does it take to earn a certain type of a ship? In other words, yeah. you know, how long should it take to earn a Mustang in a game? How long should it take to earn a Carrick in a game? And I think then if you back into that, then we get to that magic number of, earnings per hour w without the risk of investment, right? Because cargo hauling is also investment. And then mm -hmm. we could really say, okay, well, this should be the rate per hour. Doesn't matter what game loop you enjoy, whether it's bounty, box, you know, uh, refining, salvage, 
uh, you should be able to earn similar per hour, uh, you know, and, and that when the game is truly all balanced. So, well, I think there also has to be some focus in terms of CIG to risk versus reward gameplay. You know, maybe, you know, if there's, I think Quantanium is a great example, right? Like right. you have the potential to lose your ship, but you can earn a lot more by by mining Quantanium. They, they don't really have uh, anything like that in any of the other game loops yet. I, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the, higher end bounty missions that are in at this point but those are not even like maybe i could go solo this they're definitely i need multiple players to be able yeah. to attempt this mission um yeah right so when you investing in the cargo around a million dollars in caterpillar and uh risking of being blown up and not exactly. just thirty k, thirty k. We're all assuming that you know thirty k at some point is a non-issue. Yes. Yeah. Sure, but but I think the risk, you know, I, as I was saying before, with with scanning gameplay, like once they add that into game, uh, the risk of getting hunted down by pirates is going to go way up. You know, yeah. player pirates are going to be way more likely to come and blow up your character because they'll be able to steal your cargo and go sell it themselves. So. Sure. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting. I the thing I'm wor- most worried about when it sort of comes to this topic is um, the idea that they're introducing this year cargo timers. Um, and as of right now, cargo hauling is broken and needs to be balanced. It's just not predictable enough. There's no way. To be able, I mean, clearly, I don't think they intended it to be. Oh, you could only get three, and it's it's obviously not connected to the true dynamic economy yet. But it it does make it a little nerve wracking. Yeah, the market system right now is clearly very broken. The fact that you can't reliably go to a vendor and buy a water is uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that's clearly a bug. I think I'm sure there's mention of it on the issue council though i have not found it yet um but that that definitely needs to be needs to be addressed and fixed yeah um so then then that's what makes me nervous about cargo timers you're adding more time making it less fruitful so you know obviously the hope is by the time that that's added into the game you know everything else is is working in order definitely so um give me one second here i'm trying to land my pisces and my carrick and someone is trying to do some funny business at the same time Uh, when I'm so used to flying a big ship, flying these little ships where they're a lot punchier with every little button press, it gets really challenging. The uh, acceleration curves in your in the joystick settings are super useful with little ships, so that you can uh, make smaller. See, I don't moves. have joysticks. Oh. Um. So. MG's second question, this one's for this week. Uh, 
he asked, do you think the charge for reclaiming a ship should be different when you reclaim a destroyed ship from when it's a perfectly fine ship that was stored somewhere else? Also, do you think that charge should be relevant to the distance of the previous location of the ship? Um, what do you think, Aries? If I was going to guess, I would say that long term, probably you're not going to be able to just claim your ship from across the galaxy. Yeah, that would be insurance fraud. Yeah, my my guess is they're going to make it so that if your ship is at Microtech and you're in Pyro, you're you're gonna have to go back to Stanton and go to Microtech to get your other ship back. Um, my um, yeah, I would. What? Oh, someone's attacking my ship. Mm. Oh no! Oh, it's the. It's the station. Oh, oh yeah. No. Uh, you know that Yeah, someone. I think someone bumped into my ship, and it gave me a crime stat for it. Uh oh. Oh no. <sighs> Get out. Oh. We'll we'll visit you in jail. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I might be there sooner rather than later too, because I'm getting. Well, do you want to go remove your crime stat after we? That's done? what I'm gonna do. I'll, yeah, gonna say, I'll give you an escort. As you get I can it. jump on and do that too after we're after we're done. Um. So, it, in in regards to the question, though, I I think more more importantly at the moment, if they could figure out how to flag ships that were destroyed because of like 30 K's or other bugs, um, as opposed to like legitimately destroyed in combat or like you crashed it or something stupid like that. Uh, that's an actual like destroyed ship by actions in the game. Uh, that would be, I think very, very nice to be able to say, you don't have to pay to expedite if it was destroyed because of a 30 K. But I don't know if that's possible. But man, if they could solve, if they could do that, it would make it would make a world of difference for I think a lot of people. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Chekhov? Yeah. I, well, I would definitely agree with that because you know, with, with the exorbitant uh, claim prices and everything's for the thirty k happens, and you have to, well, you should know, claiming Carrick is not fun, uh, especially no, fifteen after. minutes. Right. And, and then after they have the wipe and, you know, and this again, I'm referring to the wipes because yet another reason not to have them. I know it's trivial, but when you're starting off with 5K and you still have to claim your characters because of 30Ks, you know, that's not fun. So, yeah, that's definitely an issue. Uh, it, uh, I agree with Aries claiming. And this is what I do now. First thing I do is I claim, 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 claim everything so they're all available to me anywhere i go which is that that's not the way the game should be played if you left your ship on hurston well that's where it is you you yeah. want to, you know bring it over to crusader it's going to cost you you know right like transportation. yeah and honestly that that adds to gameplay because you're you're gonna have to like I hire someone to to take you to where if you want to collect your ship and bring it to wherever your new home base is, you're either going to need someone with a carrier to help to carry it 
for you, or you're going to need a carrier, or you're going to have to hire someone to to fly you to wherever it is, so you can, you know, essentially you're calling an Uber to to take you to your to your ship to so that you can then bring it to wherever you want it to be. I think long term, almost for sure, you won't be able to magically teleport your ships around around the air around the system or or the verse. Yeah, I agree. Um, I. I think the insurance, yeah, insurance is 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 purely meant for damage, right? Like your ship's damaged or destroyed, and so you're you're getting it replaced. Um, I long term, they're not going to allow you to claim your ship. Like, you know, your first of all, I bet your insurance prices will go up. <laughs> um, and second of all, they did say like you know, they they're trying. They will be quote unquote trying to prevent insurance fraud. Right. So um that will definitely be a f- functionality or feature in the game of some sort. Um I'm like, do I have any? I'm like hoping I have I don't. <laughs> we don't. I was, like, I was like, I don't have any uh I have to go get one of those keys or whatever key cards. Um so that was the, those were the only questions from Discord. Uh, coming in through email, uh, Paul Deckard is back again with another email question. It's a two-parter. Uh, part A, Paul asks, if you were transported to 2951 and given 1.2 million UEC from your dead rich relatives, what ship brand would you trust your life with? Aries? 1.2 million. I... Honestly, don't know if it's a very specific I, number. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, 1.2 million. I'm probably going with a with an Origin 300 series. Uh, it's for one, you you can live in it, and it's uh, and it's a very capable craft. Uh, so I think I think an Origin probably 325A um, would would be the route I would go because that's enough to be able to get it and and put some decent fittings on it. What about you, Chekhov? Um, that's a good question. Because, I mean, Origin is definitely would be up there, top of the list. Uh, a arrow, uh, but I don't know if you can live on the arrow. now. Origin is the only one with the bat. Uh, uh, and yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I would have to agree. I don't think there's any other... Ship the, the Avenger, the Avenger Titan, could be. A oh, that's right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take it back. Thank you very much. My uh, my my first love, the Avenger Titan. Yes, it would be. It would be the Avenger. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I'm I'm a big Anvil person, but I don't think there's an Anvil ship in the 1.2 mil. Range. Uh, and we actually yeah. answered is the one is the one that you purchased it's exactly yeah, actually oh the hawk well it's it's oh. close to 1.3 and yeah. hey you could you could sleep in the uh you know the prisoner quarters it's technically a bed yeah. <laughs> it is um the second part of the question was actually what specific ship um in that um uh manufacturer so we we preempted the second part of the question with 
our responses. Um, so those are all the questions we have for this past week. I think uh, people are in hiatus mode since content's in hiatus mode. Um, but if you do have any questions to submit for next week, you can do so by emailing us at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at readcastsc. Um, you could submit a message through the Anchor landing page or on our Readcast Discord, which I just fixed because apparently I had a temporary link on that, not a permanent one. So that should be fixed in the show notes for all episodes going forward. Um, don't forget... If you are looking to explore the verse with a crew that's respectful and, you know, uh, doesn't like to engage in bad behavior, then take a look at Reed. Reed stands for Research and Engineering through Exploration and Discovery. We also have several content creators within the org, so don't forget to look out for Earth and Netsmage on YouTube or um, listen to the music that Admiral Cody and Calibri are creating. Um, links are all down below. And that wraps up another week of Readcast. Aries, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was good. It was fun. Yep. Thank you, Aries. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Uh, thank you, citizens, for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>